On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10. He's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Kenny Moore gets to Deshaun Watson. That's a sack for Kenny Moore. Kenny has a pick and now a sack in the game. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. Welcome back to another edition of the Bring the Juice podcast. I'm your co-host, as always, Cody Felger. Joining me, Derek Larger, and we are joining you a little bit differently than we normally do. Uh, today, we're going to try something new. I just recently got a webcam, so we are going to try to do a live video here, uh, kind of get your guys' thoughts, see if you kind of like this format. Uh, if you don't, we can definitely go back to the other system, but just thought we'd do something a little bit different, kind of change it up a little bit. So, Derek, with this episode, we're going to do something um, kind of a little bit of a look back and kind of a look back at some of the Colts 2018 and 2019 draft picks and then looking forward into the 2020 season and kind of seeing maybe these are some players who haven't quite yet lived up to their draft status, but maybe this could be their year to break out um, and really become the players that they were potentially projected to be when they were drafted um, mm-hmm. pretty early there in the draft. And so, we can start here with the 2018 draft and kind of I'll start with the first guy and then you can go to the second guy and we can, we can kind of alternate there and then we'll just, uh, yeah, just keep going here. So I'll start okay. with the first guy on my list here and that's, that's Kamoko Ture. And I put Kamoko Ture on this list, not because he hasn't been a good player, but simply because last year he was injured. He was showing flashes. <laughs> like we said, uh, he's a guy that I thought was last year, the Colts bat best pass rusher. Um, but unfortunately, he got injured at that Kansas City game and was not able to continue that season. And so uh, I think this is the year, if he stays healthy, that he can really break out as that as that guy that the Colts drafted in the second round out of Rutgers, um, a guy the Colts felt could be a very disruptive pass rusher. I think he's a guy who can definitely put it all together. He, he already showed major improvements from 2018 to 2019. Now that he is to stay healthy, so – He's the first guy on my list here. If he does stay healthy, I think he for sure has a 2020 breakout season. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, Kamoko Ture, we've been talking about him a lot over the last, you know, what has it been last couple of weeks about how, you know, he can simply just uh, change the game. And we saw that in the first couple of games of the season. Uh, so I fully expect him to have another good year. Um, hopefully this time, not, uh, dealt with injury so much but second guy on the list is another defensive lineman and was drafted in the same draft in 2018 Taekwon Lewis the last draft pick in the second round of the 2018 draft uh, Taekwon obviously been injured a lot uh, not a whole lot of playing time for that exact reason but uh, in his rookie year after coming off of that ankle injury he did have uh, had two sacks in the Colts stomping victory over the Dallas Cowboys and it looked like Tyquan Lewis was you know going to be that other centerpiece that we could get for the middle of that defensive line and then injuries just continued to happen and he just hasn't been able to repeat that 
Uh, Taekwon is certainly in the uh, in the hot seat, absolutely, when it comes to this defensive line. Uh, Taekwon's going to have to fight for that last roster spot. Uh, and if he is able to somehow hold on to his position, if he can stay healthy, I've, I firmly believe he can be a role piece in whatever technique that the Colts decide to put him at. Uh, I, I think it w- he would actually be good for a defensive end or a three tech uh, piece now, given the fact, you know, what we've done with the defensive tackle position. But uh, this is the year where this is Tyquan Lewis's prove it year. If not, he's not going to be on the roster uh, come tra- the end of training camp. But who knows uh, if he stays healthy, he can possibly be that other option. Yeah, and you mentioned that, Derek. Tyquan Lewis is a guy who has dealt with a lot of injuries. He had injuries uh, in 2018, which forced him to miss pretty much the entire year. He played in a few games, kind of showed some flashes for you. But for whatever reason, in 2019, whether it, I, I think I heard it was like some, he didn't wasn't practicing as well. So the Colts, a couple games, just didn't play him. Like he just was a healthy scratch. Um, and Chris Ballard had mentioned that he talked to Lewis at the end of the season and told him this season's a big year for you. Like Lewis has not yet, you know, lived up to the, to his second round billing. And he's a guy that I definitely think has a lot of potential there. Um, but like you mentioned, the additions of DeForest Buckner, the additions of Sheldon Day, what happens there? There's a, little, there's a lot of unknown with Icon Lewis. And he's a guy that can play. You know, ideally when the Colts drafted him, I think they envisioned him maybe being the three technique there. But obviously with the Forrest Buckner now, uh, presumably going to to lock that down for the next decade at least. Uh, he's a guy that can play defensive end. He played some defensive end in his rookie year. Um, he's a guy that can kind of go all over the field. And especially if you don't bring back Jabal Sheard, um, he's a guy that I think hopefully – can get some more playing time and continue to, to develop and improve. And hopefully he has a season like Kamoko Turi had in terms of improvements from the season before. And so, yeah, he's de- definitely a guy that is interesting to me. Um, he's a guy that it's weird because it's like, he hasn't played bad when he's been on the field. It's just, he just has not been on the field. Uh, and so he's a guy, man, that, that, that I'm interested to see what happens here in 2020 for Taekwondo Lewis. He's really unknown. And the next guy on my list is a guy that he's not a guy that he's been really good with the Colts. I just think he just has not had chances uh, to fully break out yet. And that's Naheem Hines. He's a guy that last his rookie year, he was, you know, fantastic as a pass catcher out of the backfield for Andrew Luck in this Colts offense. And then in 2019 or yeah, 2019, Jacoby Brissett was a quarterback. We know the Colts offense went from one of the best to one of the worst uh, Naheem Hines' production suffered as a result, but he's a guy that I definitely can see with Philip Rivers' addition, with how he liked to use Dawson Eckler last year. I believe Eckler had uh, over, maybe 100 catches last year. It was crazy. He had a lot of catches last year. Uh, and I've envisioned Naheem Hines kind of taking that role for Philip Rivers next year. So I think this is his year to definitely break out with his Colts offense here in 2020. Yeah, those uh, we were left with a really good uh, final impression of Naheem Hines towards the end of the season when he returned those two punt returns for a touchdown in Carolina. It's kind of uh, kind of weird to think about how his career started with Indianapolis as being a punt returner and just could not hold on to the ball to save his life. And now all of a sudden, I think. 
he's pretty much solidified himself as the punt returner of the future until we see something otherwise. But yeah, like you said, Phillip Rivers, the way he's able to, uh, the way he trusts the running backs, uh, the dump down throws to the running backs, it certainly helps with Naheem Hines. And Hines is practically the same kind of running back as an Austin Eckler. They do much better in the open field. They make catches. They make plays with their feet outside of uh, the line, outside of the line. So it, it definitely would be nice to see Naheem Hines uh, get a more increased role this year. And, you know, R- Rivers is used to it. Uh, Frank Reich's system is based around it. Uh, we just really haven't had, you know, Jacoby Brissett just wasn't that kind of guy to dump passes down to the uh, running backs. But I think Phillip Rivers is a different exception. Uh, next guy here, we have uh, Darice Fountain, uh, the wide receiver from Northern Iowa. It was the make sure I'm getting that. Yep. So obviously we saw last year, he was the main talk of uh training camp. Basically everyone was asking, uh, it's not a matter of when this guy makes the roster. It's just, where is he going to land? Cause everyone was kind of thinking, Oh, Darius fountains out here looking like the true number two wide receiver to this team right now behind T Y Hilton. At least that's what it looked like during training camp. And then obviously suffered that gruesome injury to uh, to his leg in the same kind of fashion that Deion Kane faced uh, the year earlier uh, just in a preseason yeah. game. But obviously people are talking about, you know, Darius Fountain coming back. Uh, obviously his uh, free agent rights were tendered, so he's coming back. Uh, he certainly looks excited to be back and uh, ready to play some football, whenever that is. Um, I I think, you know, as much as – We've been saying, you know, how much uh, undecisiveness there is with this wide receiver group. We don't really know who's going to go where. We just kind of know it's T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell, Zach Paschal. Outside of that, we really don't have any other idea of the two or three more wide receivers that we're going to add to this roster. So, Darius Fountain certainly is that guy that I think can – you know, if he stays healthy, again, it's the health thing. If he just stays healthy, I think Darius Fountain can be a good option here. And who knows? He could be our new uh, red zone threat. Who knows? That would be really nice to see. But this is the year that Darius Fountain, I think, can show he's got what it takes and can be a wide receiver for this franchise. Yeah. He's a guy last year in, in the last preseason games that the Colts played He's a guy that all of a sudden, you know, he, I think at that point we kind of were just like, you know, before that happened, we we're like, is Reese Fountain even that good? I mean, I kind of thought that I was like, is he a guy like he he's decent size for a wide receiver, but like he has not shown anything like he, he was on the practice squad all of last year. I'm like, is he even like, I, I at that point before he kind of went crazy, I was like, he's not going to make the roster. There's zero chance he makes the roster. And then, like you mentioned, all of a sudden he just kind of came out of nowhere, started making plays in training camp. He started making plays in the preseason. It was just crazy to kind of see, like, where did this, where was this last year, Reese Fountain? And where was this early on? Uh, but he's a guy that I definitely am interested in seeing. Um, if I had to pick, like, one guy that I think interests me the most and intrigues me the most, it's definitely Reese Fountain because he's a guy that you mentioned, uh, Northern Iowa, so small school type of guy. Um, and sometimes it just takes those guys a little bit longer 
he was very productive there, obviously. And I think people even looked at it as kind of a steal when the Colts got him in the fifth round. Uh, he's got the ability to play wide receiver and play it well. It's just like you mentioned, can he come back from this injury from some of the videos that we've seen? It certainly looks like he's doing great in his recovery process, but yeah, that's the biggest thing for me, Derek. Uh, can he put it, can he continue to do that when he comes back healthy in training camp this year? You know, if everything goes well, you know, can he make this final roster? Can he make a push, you know, for that number four, number five, number six, depending on what the Colts do in the draft depending on all of that, it's going to be interesting because if the Colts do, and we, we, we've projected that they do, and they really do address the wide receiver position multiple times in this draft, where does that leave Reese Fountain? You know, is he a guy that you know the Colts keep six wide receivers this year? I mean, what do they do? There's a lot of questions around that. Does Reese Fountain factor into it or is he more of a practice squad guy? It'll be interesting to me to see if he breaks out this year. Um, mm-hmm. For me, honestly, he doesn't have to put up a hundred catches for me to say he breaks out. For me, it's just, he continues to do what he does and he makes his final roster for me to consider him as a breakout player for me. Um, yeah. So, okay. Moving now to the 2019 draft. So this last year's draft, I think this one has a lot more. We were talking off air, Derek, this draft in particular compared to the 2018 draft has a lot more unknown guys who showed flashes, but haven't put it all together. Like 2018, you had Darius Leonard, Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith. Like you had some guys who, have already kind of broken out and have kind of been really good players for you. Mm-hmm. But the 2019 draft, there are some guys who showed some flashes, but not necessarily guys who you are like slam dunk. Yes, they are one of the better players at their positions. And so uh, moving to the Colts' second round pick here, the first selection that they had, and I know this may be a little controversial, but I'm going to throw Rakiusen in there just because he had a kind of up and down rookie season. I think he had more ups than downs, which is certainly great. Uh, and I thought he had a great second half to the season, but there were some games that he struggled. He had his rookie rookie struggles there, but uh, he's a guy that I think now can take in year two a big leap to being potentially the Colts' number one corner, um, depending obviously what happens with Xavier Rhodes. Uh, but he's a guy that I think continued to show improvement as the season went along, and he's a guy that I can certainly see breaking out and being you know one of the better corners in the league in 2020. What, what are your thoughts on on this guy on Rocky Sen? Yeah, you mentioned uh, Xavier Rhodes in that sentence as well. I think for the other reason that they brought Xavier Rhodes for that exact reason, to be a leader, to be the guy that a guy like Rocky Sin can lean towards and get advice and help from a guy like Xavier Rhodes that plays almost the exact same way Rocky Sin does. Rocky Sin's a competitor. Darius Leonard and all the other guys out there said, Rocky sends one of the first guys in the film room every week, looking at everything he did wrong to try and fix it. And that's what you want from a guy that's like Rocky sin, always wanting to be a perfectionist and Xavier Rhodes coming in, especially on the other side is great for him. Uh, Rocky sin, obviously uh, if he continues to stay healthy and can just continue to uh, be better with staying in man to man in deep pass coverage, I mean, outside of that, you mentioned it. Rocky Sin had his ups and downs uh, towards the end of the season, had a couple more ups than he did downs. He certainly looked to be a little bit more comfortable in the system later in the year. Just unfortunately, by then, it was a little too late for the season's sake. Uh, obviously, got destroyed by Cortland Sutton. But then again, Sutton destroyed just about everybody he faced last year. So that's not much of a surprise. He, he was a rookie. 
Uh, but, you know, we see guys that oftentimes when they don't have a great first year, that second year, it's not as much of a slump. It actually does rise. Yeah. It's kind of weird. You almost don't want your rookies to have amazing years because then they slump because then people start getting critical. You want your guys to kind of struggle that first year so they can learn and get better. And then that second year, it feels more like a climb. So yeah, Rocky sin. Definitely. I agree that uh, Rocky sin can definitely make that jump. Mm-hmm. And then speaking of second rounders, then they go with their 49th pick in that second round, which was linebacker Ben Banigou. Uh, obviously a hybrid when it comes to linebacker defensive and caliber. It is a very weird question to figure out what he's going to be in this system. I I do believe now we kind of understand at uh, with Ben Banigou that he's more of a pass rusher than he is a pass coverage kind of guy. I would be super happy if they just almost blatantly decided we're going to move you more towards defensive end because that just fits into the system in which Ben Banigou is more wired to do get to the quarterback, get into the backfield and make those plays. Cause obviously at linebacker, we have so many other options that I feel it's not fair to Ben Banigou to try to compete against for time. I just feel with that defensive end position, even though we have guys now, there's still depth that need, is needed at defensive end. And I think Ben Banigou is a guy on third down that you can you can mix things up with him because he is good at dropping back in coverage, making it look like he's come in and coming back. He is that kind of guy. Um, obviously, Ben Banigou had a couple of good games last year. Not much, what you would think, but for a second rounder, but did have a couple of uh, decent plays last year. Ben Banigou can, I definitely think, can, if used in the right way this year in this defense, can have a breakout year. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely a guy that was interesting to me as well because he had some games where he was looking really good. Like, he was getting some pressure and, and everything like that. I just think, you know, especially with, like I mentioned, the same thing with Kamoko Ture. If Jabal Sheard doesn't come back, then you got a lot more opportunities at defensive end. And if the Colts address what we think they're going to address in the draft, I mean, I think it, I think it just speaks and it sends a message to these young guys. Hey, we believe in you. We believe that you can put it all together this next year. And I think that that should be a good thing for these guys. That should be a confidence booster for both Ben Banigou and Kamoko Ture. Like, Hey, we believe in you. We believe that you can do good things. Um, and we believe that you can be our pass rushers and our defensive ends of the future. And so, yeah, I definitely like Kamoko Ture and also Ben Banigou. They're both guys that uh, I think have chances to break out here. Uh, One guy that is one of your guys from Ohio State, Paris Campbell, wide receiver. He's a guy that, oh, man, he's a game breaker when he gets the ball in his hands and when he's on the field. And that was the issue last year. He wasn't on the field. He wasn't on the field much. He got injured a lot. It seemed like every time he came back, he got injured again. And so Paris Campbell is a guy that that is interesting to me because now you throw in Phillip Rivers – a uh, guy that we know loves to sling it. He's a gunslinger. Um, you throw in a guy with Paris Campbell's type of speed. He was the fastest receiver in the combine last year. Uh, and it's just interesting to see, can Phillip Rivers get the ball in Paris Campbell's hand and allow him now to get, you know, stay healthy and also allow him to get in space and make plays similar to Naheem Hines. He's a guy that's a lot better in space than, than anything else. So that's what you want to do with him. 
Uh, it'll also be interesting to me to see can Paris Campbell continue to develop his route tree? Cause that was something at Ohio state mm-hmm. that I think if there was a knock on him, it was probably his route running. Yeah. Uh, and you, you know that because you were watching Ohio state and mm-hmm. uh, they, they have this tradition of really good receivers. It seems like so. Uh, he's At least over the I, last few years, yes. yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like fellow fellow guy Terry McLaurin last year with the Redskins. Mm-hmm. So you know, saying that, I think that those things are all teachable, which is a good thing. Uh, yeah. These guys, you know, Paris Campbell has all the physical tools to do it. He just has to put it all together, and he's also just got to get his body right in terms of yep. staying healthy. So uh, he's a guy now that I think has a really good chance with this offense with Frank Reich and with Phillip Rivers, man, to just have a really good sophomore campaign. Well, what are your thoughts here on Paris Campbell? I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you said everything. I mean, uh, the man just has to stay healthy. That's it. That's all it is. I mean, here's the funny part. In the few times that he was in last year, and especially in that Pittsburgh game, we all recognized it, 100 yards from scrimmage he had in that Pittsburgh game before he went down in that second quarter. 100 yards by himself. I mean, he is a playmaker with his speed. He has the ability to do that. And honestly, I'm not even looking at Phillip Rivers to make plays for him. We, we saw it with the Colts and a few snaps that he had. They were, weren't even throwing the ball to him. They were doing shuffle passes or underneath routes that were five yards away. All that stuff. You just get him out in the open field and let his feet do the rest of the work. That's all you need to do. And yeah, I mean, as long as as long as Paris Campbell stays healthy, then he easily is a is a jump cut to have a breakout year. You you were right that the route running is something he's going to have to work on a little bit. He got better at that uh, his junior year, or um, but you know ultimately you're right. It, it's one thing his speed has kind of bailed him out with that in a way. But you know, like you mentioned, Terry McLaurin even though McLaurin is roughly the same speed, it just doesn't seem like it at times, but Terry McLaurin, that dude's just got a killer step. It's unbelievable. But um, yeah. So yeah, Paris Campbell's definitely got the potential just has to stay healthy. And uh, another guy that you and I were both really high on this last year. And I'm not even really mentioning his name because of the fact that I, we saw him play last year and he actually played really well, but just thinking of what he can do in year two, now that he looks like he's solidified his position in the linebacker group. And that's Bobby Okariki. Most are now telling me that Bobby Okariki is coming for Anthony Walker's spot at this point. I don't know if I believe that or not. I don't think so. Just cause I love Anthony Walker. I think Anthony Walker is good, but, um, from what everyone keeps saying, you know, Bobby Okariki, a uh, just as big Darius Leonard. He's actually bigger than Darius Leonard, which is quite crazy to think about. Uh, pretty athletic. We've seen a lot of plays from Okariki. And just like Rocky Sin, as that year went along, he just looked to be in the right spot so much more. Yeah. And I, we have, uh, I have high expectations for him. I think he can jump, jump it even more this year learning from Darius Leonard and, you know, like Pat McAfee said, be the future hall of famer that we hope he becomes. Yeah. So uh, Bobby Okariki definitely to me is a very intriguing guy seeing what I saw year one and what he could potentially uh, improve on. What do you think? Yeah. He's a guy that 
You know, I think, you know, going back to that middle linebacker position, I would not be opposed, honestly, if he moved to Mike because Mike, you know, involves a lot more coverage as opposed to in moving Anthony Walker to like Sam linebacker. I mean, last year was the exception, but the Colts used their Sam linebacker in 2018 to be more of a run stopper, which I think is more of Anthony Walker's game. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It would be interesting. But but anyway, yeah, Okariki is a guy who really came on as a year progressed, like you mentioned. I think he had a pick six on a two-point conversion or something crazy like that. I remember that play. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that um, he's position flexible, so he can play all the positions of the linebacking core, which is obviously mm-hmm. a huge thing. He's a guy that's a leader on that defense, and he's a guy that leads by example, which is huge. Uh, he's a captain at Stanford, so he's a guy that knows how to be a leader on that defensive side. Yeah, he's a guy that I'm really looking forward to. I would kind of say he already broke out the second half of the season. I would say mm-hmm. he's arguably the Colts' best defender, um, you know, outside of Darius Leonard maybe. I mean, he was mm-hmm. really, really solid. Um, and speaking of another guy who I thought really broke out, a rookie who really broke out, Kari Willis last year kind of came out of nowhere. I remember when I saw that the Colts drafted Kari Willis in the fourth round, I thought instantly special teams player and a guy that's not going to really see the field for the first couple of years. That was in my, my first initial thought, but then Willis just surprised everybody. And he came out of nowhere, took Clayton Gather's spot and he played tremendous. He was the best yep. Colts safety bar none last year. He was fantastic for the Colts. Uh, he just was great the entire season. Um, I think the reason why, you know, I'm ex- interested to see him in year two um, is because his familiarity now with the defense a little bit more. Um, And also, you know, playing alongside Xavier Rhodes back there, Malik Hooker for another year. Uh, Just getting that chemistry with Hooker, I think, will be huge as well. Um, Because we saw sometimes last year, Malik Hooker had some, uh, dare I say, he had some brain farts back there (laughs) in in terms of coverages. They kind of lost coverage, busted coverages. And so it'll be interesting to me to see this tandem now, because they're both very young, Mm -hmm. young guys, young guys who have a lot of potential, Uh, both guys who come from – I believe the Big Ten, right? They're both Big Ten guys. Yeah, Kari Willis is from Michigan State. Yeah. Lee Cooker from Ohio State. Yep. Yep. So, I think that's a good safety tandem to watch, and I'm excited to see. You know, Kari Willis as good as he was. There's still things like any player that he can work on, and so mm-hmm. if he was that good in 2019, I'm interested to see how good he's going to be in 2020. Another year under his belt. Now knowing that he's going to be the starter for presumably all 16 games. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I love Kari Willis. What are your thoughts on Willis and? What do you think, you know, if you had to pick one thing that you think Kari Willis could improve on, what would you say? Because he's already a pretty darn good player for the Colts. Yeah, I mean, him and Hooker are both a hybrid kind of safety where they like to hit at the point of attack. Uh, They both like to go downfield, definitely, and hit people. Uh, Malik Hooker's kind of come into that a little bit more as he's uh, been with the Colts. But Kahari Willis is definitely a hard-hitting safety. But I, I think one thing Kahari definitely can uh, do better at is obviously his his zone coverage because obviously we know the ball hawk that Malik Hooker can be. And, you know, again, numbers don't show with Malik Hooker because, I mean, people don't like throwing the ball in the general direction of Malik Hooker. But Kahari Willis, yeah, sometimes last year just really looked out of place a lot of times when uh, when shallow routes were thrown to his side. And I just want to see him kind of clean that up and uh, read his uh, re- the receivers a little bit quicker. But outside of that, 
obviously you saw Kari Willis. Yeah, definitely put a stamp down, uh, played really well when he came in and just pretty much solidified himself as a starter. And you're right. I would love to see what more we could get from him because, you know, a lot of people saw this and thought, you know, that's another depth piece. Never did we really think Kari Willis was actually going to be this good when we, we, we first got him. Mm-hmm. And now speaking of another guy in the coverage, uh, some a name that's definitely been thrown around for Colts Nation now that the cornerback group is kind of going in its weird directions. Uh, Marvell Tell is mm-hmm. another name that uh, is thrown out there a lot. Obviously, we know we have uh, you have Kenny Moore, you have Rocky Singh, you have Xavier Rhodes. Well, after that, you really don't know what you got. Well, you now have TJ Carey, you have Marvell Tell, who at times had his moments. He locked down guys a couple of times, and then a couple of times he just got lost in man-to-man. Uh, but, you know, Marvell Tell is definitely a guy that is aggressive and can play that way I mean that's how he made his living at USC uh now with the lack of depth that the Colts kind of have right now I would really like to see Marvell Tell uh take that push and secure himself as a really nice depth piece so that way if something happens with one of these corners he's there and ready to take over because I I like what I see from Marvell Tell yeah me too he's 6'2 he has really long arms. Like he has the longest mm-hmm. arms on the Colts as far as the defensive backs are concerned. He's a guy that's a physical freak out there. He's a guy that's converted safety from USC. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, you don't really know all the time with those kind of transitions if it's going to work out. But for Marvel Tell, it works really great in his rookie year. You mentioned he didn't see the field a ton, um, obviously because Rocky Sen was drafted and then they had some other guys in there. But I'm interested to see, yeah, you're right. I'm interested to see him in year two uh, continuing to kind of figure out this cornerback position. That is something that's one of the hardest positions on the field, undoubtedly. And, you know, I'd say quarterback and cornerback are pretty darn hard to play. Um, and so he's a guy that I, I'm intrigued to see. He's a guy that is uh, like, he's really fits the Ballard measurables. Like, in all aspects. He's a raw prospect. He was a raw prospect coming out of USC guy. You had no idea what you were getting, but I think all things considered, he played pretty well in year one. And I think another year at corner now knowing that he's going to be corner. I, I, I think the, the sky's the limit for Marvell tell. I think he's got everything he needs to be a good cornerback in this league. He's big. He's, you know, he, he seems like he's durable. Uh, and especially with the, the injury concerns with potentially Xavier Rhodes, um, Rocky Sin was banged up last year. I, I will be interested for sure to see Marvell tell and uh, see how much the Colts, if at all, address this cornerback position in the draft, or if they like Marvell tell and Rocky Sin, and maybe Quincy Wilson bounces back. Who knows? Um, but there's, there's a lot of options. There are certainly like Marvell tell uh, to continue to grow and, and potentially break out. You never know with these things. Like I mentioned with Kari Willis, I would have never expected him to be one of the better safeties in the league last year. So yeah, that, that, that's really interesting. I think that about does it here for, for our guys that we think could potentially break out. You could argue maybe potentially some other guys, but those are some of our guys that we think uh, if they break out again in, in, in this next year, I think these are some of the guys that could potentially do it. Obviously, not all of them are going to break out, but these are just some of the guys. So if you go back in the year and look at this video, maybe a couple of our guys are on the list. That's our hope. So. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thanks, guys, for doing this. Let us know in, your, in the comments kind of what you think about this. 
do you like this format? Do you think it's a good thing? Uh, kind of a change of pace here. But yeah, for Derek and myself, thank you guys. And as always, go Colts.